you so much for listening to episode 751 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview someone I met at an investigator meeting recently, Huma Kurum. She's an international medical graduate, so it's going to be interesting to a lot of people out there who are in that situation. She ended up becoming a coordinator in Canada, and now she is a director of medical affairs for a very large site network in Canada. She's an amazing person. She's a true generalist. She has skills in not just coordinating, but managing staff, training staff, recruiting patients, diversity, business development, budgets, really everything. So hopefully you get something out of this episode. Huma's LinkedIn is underneath. I suggest everybody go connect. And really quickly, wanted to give a thank you to my sponsors, Viva Site Vault. It's absolutely free, an amazing opportunity for sites to leverage digital technologies, especially e-delegation logs, e-signatures. You wanted to switch all your regulatory electronically, you can do it for free. Links in the show notes. Next one is Inato. Speaking about business development, absolutely free. My site recently just got our first study using Inato, and it is an amazing tool. They are really pushing diversity. They're really trying to increase access to clinical research in various communities, and it's an amazing platform also for free. So why not go there and give it a try and see what studies you might be able to get for your site? Next sponsor is 1N Health Central Patient Recruitment. So they'll only work with sponsors and CROs, but I've used them on a study recently uh, because I got lucky enough that my sponsor decided to use them. And it was the best by far central recruitment vendor I've ever dealt with. So if you're a sponsor or CRO, check out 1N Health. Next sponsor is Versatrial absolutely free way to organize your bookmarks, all your portals, all your passwords. It has a feasibility assistant tool for your feasibility questionnaires, an amazing organizational tool, free at your disposal. And last but not least, Creo. It's eSource, eReg, CTMS, patient recruitment portal, which I'm going to actually unlock for my site. So the beautiful thing about Creo is you can grow into it as your site grows. You can start adding things. This is the only sponsor that's not free on my platform, but I am a huge fan. I cannot see life without Creo. So those are the sponsors. That is the guest, Humakurum. Like, subscribe, comment, share, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Guru Nation, what is up? Welcome back to another episode if you're watching like subscribe comment share if you're listening do the same we got Huma Hurum. i met this person she's a dermatologist she's a uh, in canada she's a coordinator or what is your role at your site Huma? yeah hi hi dan and uh, nice to meet you uh in dallas and here as well and thank you very much for having me today um, it's really a pleasure. Uh, yeah, I'm wor- I'm working actually in versatile domains. Uh, I started the work as a coordinator and uh, uh, now heading towards the 
director in medical affairs there you in this go. trial network. Yeah. So yeah, you can first start, and then I can introduce myself. Director of medical affairs, and you're a you're a dermatologist. You told me yeah, I'm a dermatologist, um, international medical graduate. So uh, where did you immigrate from? From to Canada? Yeah, I'm basically from Pakistan. I did my medical okay. school from there. Yeah, but um, I just did my medical school, nothing else there. Um, I was working throughout in different jurisdictions. So after that, I moved to Malaysia, Singapore. I started mm -hmm. my work actually there. Uh, and starting from that Far East area, did my venerology courses from and aesthetic courses from Thailand. Uh, worked in Singapore with National Skin Center and Malaysia as well for the Ministry of Health there. Um, then I did my master's from UK uh, at Field, at Pachaya. Uh, also, I did my European board from Germany, so two years there. And wow. uh, I did my fellowship in contact dermatitis in some different domains of dermatology from Melbourne, Australia. Wow. So You've been all over, yeah. all over the place. All over the place, almost. And uh, working in the Middle East uh, before moving to Canada for 10 years as a faculty member and doing the research in different way because I was like a principal investigator in, in university hospital. That's so awesome. that was really a different domain, different area of work uh, as a clinical researcher. Uh, but after moving to Canada for five years back, I started the clinical trial unit with two dermatologists here in Ontario. And um, that was like primitive sites like naive researchers and I I think like okay I have this uh, uh, the power to start the research and I didn't know at that time that uh, the, re the pharmaceutical clinical trials is a different research it's not the same which I was doing you know uh, mm -hmm. before moving here so but um, I just took it as a challenge I said okay why not we can try we can learn so I started that and uh, when then the pandemic hit and everything went slow uh, so I got a chance to do my exams here uh, because uh, uh, I was thinking like not to work hard at this point uh, I already did my residency in dermatology and everything before you know so many postgraduate uh, educational stuff so I was not really willing to do that but when pandemic hit I thought okay I have a time so I passed my exams everything did uh, but, you know, getting into the residency program is really tough here in Canada. It's very competitive, especially in the dermatology. It's just one seat all over the Canada. So I was keep on working in the dermat um, in, in research. And uh, then I joined uh, this family physician site. It's a mega site uh, working for 20 years in research, uh, this uh, general practitioner. And um, how did you find so this person? By luck, hmm. I was just, uh, I actually, I missed that interview. I applied through Indeed. I missed that interview. And then I just gave a cold call, you know, to the clinic. I thought like, oh, maybe that position is still unfilled. Oh, you missed, coordinator. Your you missed your interview with them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because <laughs> I was actually, I was working in different domains at that time. I, I'm working as, a, as, a, as an aesthetic consultant too. Uh, just to keep myself intact with the dermatology. So I'm like uh, setting up the aesthetic businesses for different GPs all over the GDA. And I'm running uh, clinical research and aesthetic diploma in the community 
college as well. So working in different areas and startup management uh, as well for different Durham sites with another big SMO here in uh, Ontario, which is mainly managing actually the dermatology trials. So I'm working for wow. them as well. So just to keep myself, you know, uh, alive in Durham, in my in my passion uh, that I don't want to lose my Durham skills. Well, that's so, the beauty of research now is that you can stay yeah. active. I mean, I'm not a clinician. I never even went to med school. Um, I wanted to, never got in, but I'm involved in medicine and talking with doctors about stuff. Like they don't even know some of these things. So it's pretty amazing industry. And you know how many IMGs, international medical graduates message me on a weekly basis or pharmacists or just IMG, like highly educated people that immigrate and they're lost. You know, they say, well, what can I do? I mean, I want to do CRA. And yeah. I say, well, you can, but you need to go. My your best bet is to go to a site first, like exactly. you did. Yeah, I agree with you. So starting with a small site definitely is uh, getting your feet wet in the field uh, is that the first thing. But then you have to be very proactive in those things because uh, nobody comes to you. You have to go to them and explore the options, and you have to kind of you know. Uh, selling your skills or proving yourself that, oh, you can do something for them because nobody trusts new people here. And uh, I mean, that's like human mentality. That's not anything to blame. But uh, uh, nobody knows me, right? So I have to go and tell them that, uh, yeah, I can do something for you. And you have to prove yourself in first few initial months uh, that, yeah, you're capable of doing uh, something for them, which is uh, which can be productive. Uh, so like, yep. So I started my journey like one and a half years ago with this uh, doctor who is a McMaster professor as well. So I'm so privileged and honored that I've got this opportunity, which I almost missed. Yeah. Mm, And then I just, uh, almost, yeah, I I missed (laughs) an interview because I was busy in some doing aesthetic procedures, perhaps in some clinics. Did you tell them that I'm not going to make it or did you just show up? No, I just missed that uh, the the interview call, and then I, I mean after oh, I three and a half hours, I just saw oh okay, I I just missed <laughs> something. So I just uh, we gave had, a call. We had a the... few people apply to our site when we recently hired someone, and I had like three or four people no show, didn't say anything, just didn't show up, and then a month yeah. later they're emailing me like, hey, is the job still open? And I'm like, well. You didn't even yeah. tell me that you missed your interview. Yeah, <laughs> I know this is not a good attitude. So I was also thinking the same way. Oh, my gosh, I what I did. And so I, I cannot make it now. So I just uh, I just tried my luck. And uh, it was actually near my home as well. So I just uh, gave them a call that, uh, sorry, I missed that. And uh, is it possible that I just come and walk in? And they said, um, you know, I mean, it's not a, it's all, it's not a good attitude that you miss something and then you were like, <laughs> you know, after that. But I mean, I was actually quite early in that in approaching them. Mm-hmm. So when I they said, okay, come on, maybe like my luck. And when I came in, uh, the the girl was leaving actually in five days, and I said, okay, I can join today. So wow. I joined them. And I actually, I also left after eight days because I had a road trip planned across the Canada. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was critical time, but uh, they gave me this opportunity. They said, okay, just join and see. And Do you uh, think it was to your advantage that you were an international medical graduate? 
Um, 100% because it was like, uh, I know the terminology, I know like, uh, and then, you know, when you're in the medical field, definitely, I mean, I'm not saying that other people cannot, but uh, being in the medical field, I think you are prone to develop those skills. Yeah, that give you the time management and, uh, you know, work under stress. So that's like main thing in the coordinator thing in the research, like it's so stressful because you have to meet the deadlines, you have to meet the time uh, timelines for different projects at the same time. So it's and when I critical. met you, when I met you in Dallas, you were so passionate about what you do. I can tell even from like ten seconds of talking with you. <laughs> so I was yeah. thinking, well, we gotta get you on the podcast one of these days. That's a, <laughs> where did you get that from? You just from day one, you have that like in you, or it took uh... you a while to learn research. You were a PI before, but. I guess research kind of developed gradually for you over time, like you're. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is not the research, as I told you, that was I was doing before. That's mm-hmm. totally different, hundred percent. And clinical trials is different. I was doing, I was reading the research in the labs, like mm-hmm. the melanocyte lab, and I was doing the research for the quantitative and qualitative I surveys, see. which is very research. different from the trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, bench research mostly. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, the university, uh, they, I mean, at the level, uh, university level, that's a different thing. And when you're teaching faculty, you have to run different kind of things. But anyways, but uh, this is like a different kind of area for me. But uh, I learned everything. And within six months, they gave me, they promoted me to clinical research lead. Uh, so I was leading many trials. I was doing the regulatory startups and uh everything like from A to Z because you know the small sites they don't have the different uh, departments to do uh, individual work so one person is all in one right Um, I mean not all sites but mostly mostly the community uh, research sites are like that Uh, which is I think wrong and right at the same time right because you you're going to learn everything about a trial uh, you know from A to Z everything so like IRB submissions and other stuff, how to manage, how to scheduling. So it's, it's, it's a big thing to learn. Um, and uh, because now our site is actually expanding and they are, they had, they, they made a big trial network, uh, getting more investigators on board. It's a kind of SMO, uh, but with different, uh, different type of things we are doing because we are not managing the site at this point, probably in the future, but this time we are taking the investigators on board. So uh, I got this position now, the director of medical affairs, because my role is now mostly dealing with the doctors and to get them to, to tell them because it's mostly the naive researchers who never did any research. As you said, that they have no idea what mm-hmm. the clinical trial is and how to run that. And uh, definitely it's a very tedious work if they do, I mean, just on their own. So we are here to help them that how to run the trial and we do all the regulatory work, all the, you know, the administrative work for them by using our resources. Do you, so they have to. Do you in your role, do you, are you involved also in uh, managing staff or? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Yes. And how is that going for you? That's pretty challenging from my end uh training retaining i don't know how competitive canada is if you guys lose the crcs to cros (laughs) but it's always uh a threat yeah 
That's right. It's a it's a high turnover. It's really difficult to train first, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, to get them because nobody had experience, right? So yeah. the, the people, mostly the people are coming. Like if I, even if the IMG, they have no uh, idea what the clinical trial is about yeah. and how to run that. And not every person can meet that, uh, you know, the stress management things. Are they mostly IMGs? Manage. Like your your employees um, that you manage? No, they... no, not really. Uh, we have like from different backgrounds, biotechnology, bachelors, local bachelor students, and uh, PhDs even. Like uh, one wow. person is PhD from UK and he's a CRC and he's doing pretty well. Uh, he's now like promoted to the site administrator. So, wow. uh, yeah, so really like I, I, I feel sometimes that the uh, the people are having very good skills, very good educational background, excellent background. And uh, um, so this job, I think, is good for anyone who can bear the stress, who can manage that that thing. That's amazing. Like, yeah. So, um, but you yeah, went from I a think... doctor, so you're a trained doctor, and now you're managing coordinators and working with other doctors so it's like such a interesting skill set that anyone who works in this industry long enough i mean you get into and you even talk so much about diversity and recruitment so you probably have a skill set there when it comes to can you break down like how you guys recruit patients at your site yeah, so that's very interesting because definitely my uh, my PI is uh, is not from ethnic group. He's a white Caucasian, so definitely the patients are coming from that uh, that group as well because uh, that's how the things work, right? The provider does matter. Um, but that's the interesting thing about expanding the this uh, this network. While we are expanding, we are taking more investigators on board from different ethnicities. So that I think that is working very well now from the last two, three months because they are bringing their patients and their patients are from different diverse groups. So now we are like, we, we see this drastic change uh, for the last few months that, okay, now we are having different population. Um, it's, it's very difficult to address that, the clinical diversity in trials, because it's not that just to recruit the patients. It's like how to recruit them and how to, how to educate them. That's the main thing. Because, I mean, different communities have different uh, perspective about the trials. And uh, probably the white people are more open to that. They, they don't have like second question, you know, about the research. But like for our community, for ethnic minorities or different groups, they have no idea. They have no awareness about that. So I'm actually working with the N2 Networks um, uh, group as well, uh, volunteering in different community engagement uh, programs and events um, just to raise the awareness in the community that, okay, the trials are the something which you can get in and you can get the healthcare access, which you otherwise cannot. Right. So we do were targeting remember, like... Do you, do, you, <laughs> do you remember the at our meeting, okay, they had a panel on recruitment and retention and they had they didn't have any coordinators on the panel and then one doctor one doctor actually (laughs) said hey you're doing a disservice by not having a coordinator on here and 
the sponsors were like kind of taken aback by this comment. <laughs> yeah, but like I what know. <laughs> what do you think Funny, about yeah. this kind of this kind of attitude? Because sponsors I think have good intentions, but I don't know hmm. why they can't yeah. see the the like practicality of including uh, coordinators in these discussions yeah i don't know this is the mindset as well in the in the trial area that uh, uh, they think that the crc is just the working people they don't have mm. any you know uh insight about the trial or they don't have anything to say about that but they're uh, not smart enough I mean, maybe they're not smart enough probably or they just like they just come here to work on the trials they just want to do study with us and that's it i mean wow. i i don't disagree much with them because i see personally when i train the people i see that okay yeah you come across with the people who really don't care about like how you explore the this area or how you learn more things right they just say okay um just do your work get your money at the end of the day and go back home so they don't want to learn more. So wow. it really depends on the attitude. Like for me, from the day one, I really want to learn the different things. Okay, what the trial is. And now that's that's the reason I'm on this position now. And I'm working on the community groups. I'm working with the OSSU, which is the Ontario's for support unit. And they are actually running pretty good events to raise this education and awareness, but they are not working in the community research sites. They're working in the hospitals, right? Because yeah. they are getting the good funding. So another issue is the funding as well. The people don't want to work like the big stakeholders, the policyholders, they don't want to work with the community research sites. Uh, they want to work with the hospital sites because they know that, oh, you are going to get the big funding for that trials for, for that, those projects. So at the end, everyone is having their own interest in, in everything. Uh, but the thing is that I was telling them as well at uh, that time, I was attending a one uh, event uh, by OSSU uh, last month in Toronto. And I was telling the, the main stakeholders that you have to involve the community research site if you really want to propagate this, uh, this awareness in the community. This is not something like nobody can access to the main hospitals, right? The communities are living outreach far away from the main main um, hospitals. So it's like bullshit if you're telling them, okay, go to the <laughs> hospital and get, you know, your HS or eczema trial. They cannot go there. They have no, uh, I mean, access to those uh, cities. So you have to establish your sites in different areas. That's what, like, yes. I'm actually proposing to our trial network as well. But that's, of course, that's uh, that's one thing in in our in our do, um, uh, in, uh, to do things to do the thing list. But it's quite far from now. At this point, really, I mean, uh, so but we do had you take trial. ownership of your study, like the way it works at your site. Do you? Because you're like more of a director now. Are you working on becoming a director? But it sounds like you have some kind of uh, leadership and authority there. Do you take ownership of these trials or is it still like a group decision of what you're going to do? Like, let's say you found a, a, a location and a new provider in an underserved area. Are you able to suggest, hey, why don't we open a site yeah. there? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to get that. Uh, my my team is very good and very supportive. So, um, and then I, I think, uh, Dan, it's mostly like give and take, per, uh, you know, things as well. Like if I'm, 
enthusiastic in doing my work and giving them some productivity, they also give me some, uh, you know, leadership skills and they also give me the this authority to decide. So what we are doing now, like, for example, I'm having a trial uh, in the pediatric uh, population. So I reach the my community uh, physicians and see, like, which person is interested in doing that. So get them on board and see, like, if they can bring their patients in that trial. Uh, and then the pediatric trial, like, if they want, like, diverse populations. So I definitely go to the different area where I can see that, okay, that guy, the... Arab guy or the Pakistani guy or Indian guy, they can bring more patients from their communities. So I just reach them and get them uh, on board. Uh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, so something like that. So this so is like, like I have entrepreneur. This you're like an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's like a inside, you're an employee, but you are given the freedom to act like an entrepreneur. Which yeah, is, uh, yeah, luckily. Yeah. That's amazing. What advice so, do you have for people out there, though? Like, let's say, Particularly in Canada, but really anywhere, international medical graduate moves to a new country. Specific, let's go specifically Canada, because that's what you, we have enough of an audience from there. Like, what should they do? Most of them come and are, like, dejected. Most feel like everybody would want to hire them because they're a doctor, and then they realize that that's not true. Mm-mm. What You know, we had a IMG apply when I in this latest round of hires and we didn't hire him. We hired the phlebotomist. <laughs> we didn't hire him. There's a number of reasons, but attitude was one of them probably, but um, 100%. Yeah. What is your advice? Like, because we have to like wake these people up, I think. Yeah, you're right. And I'm, uh, I'm actually mentoring the IMG uh, groups as well in Canada for different for different reasons like I, I'm mentoring for the for their exams as well for their research as well for other alternative careers as well like if they want to explore the different fields if they're willing to learn so I come across with different IMGs with different you know the mindsets so I think the attitude which you also mentioned is the number one thing like attitude to learn more to explore yourself is the most important thing um, I think anywhere in the world, like if you if you don't you don't have enough passion to learn, you can't go further. You can't go beyond that. So um, nobody can come to your home and teach you. You have to go and explore kind of things like okay, what you want, what is good fit for you, and where you will be a good fit. So um, there's no harm in trying different areas, but then you have to know you have kind of like you have to know your strengths and abilities right if i come in the research i know that okay i know some background although i don't know the the pharmaceutical sponsored trials but maybe i can learn something one day and i learned within um within a week because we are we were the first number one recruiters in the in the one month for that site when i started that five years ago when i just landed in this uh, uh in canada so that's like the kind of things like you have to learn, you have to kind of give your time that what is good for you. Uh, but definitely, like uh, you are right that not every person is right for this research. Like people are asking me even that should we do masters? Should we do clinical <laughs> research diploma? Believe me, oh nothing can work. Yeah, <laughs> I would say nothing can work. Nothing. You I know, know why many people. people do that? 
I think I've discovered, and maybe tell me if I'm right or what you think. When people start saying that, oh, I'm going to get a master's or I'm going to get a PhD, like it's always it because they don't want to go to the site and talk and network and do it again and face rejection and do it again and face rejection until they finally get somebody that says yes. To them, it's easier to go in debt and get a master's or a PhD but then they're in the same situation when they're done. <laughs> they're just in exactly. <laughs> it will not lead them, not lead them to any a job. So that's like really, um, we have no answers for that. But I really, I don't want to discourage the people that oh, don't do your, don't progress with your education. But uh, definitely, it's not going to work in that way without networking or without exploring yourself or the field itself. Yeah. So. Your master's um, is not a, like a magic, you know, like no. when you get a master's, it's not like a magic potion that uh, uh, I have like I did the hiring a month ago. We we were our CRC was leaving and we hired another CRC in her place. And uh, believe me, in two days, we had the 575 applicants for that post. And Five, I just I was like, and I was like, so overwhelmed and when i was like going through skimming through the applications i found like so funny things like the people who are applying like tour coordinators or like you know coordinator in some restaurant okay what are you going to do with the research so they just see the coordinator and they just apply so yeah. uh, i don't know <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so funny things and uh, like okay and i'm but sometimes those restaurant people can be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah they can bring wow. locations yeah. yeah my my new coordinator her mom owns a restaurant uh yeah. and uh after work she goes to the mom's restaurant to close to finish and mm -hmm. the last day she went she didn't have time to change so she went with yuma clinical trials shirt and she recruited right. five people that night <laughs> from customers yeah we screened two That's of them amazing <laughs> The, amazing. amazing amazing yeah <laughs> yeah that can work very well yeah community <laughs> i was seeing your podcast last uh, yesterday one uh the, the girl was telling about the food banks and the oh that charity, lady's amazing the, yeah yeah that's amazing things were you learn. on there really you were on there i, I was just uh, I, I wasn't later yeah okay I wasn't there. Yeah, I, I actually missed that. I was like uh, regretting later on that. Ah, oh, dang there. it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but at least you saw the replay. Thank you for the yeah replay. You know, yeah, like that's really good. Out. No, I'm I'm actually your biggest follower because I learned a lot of things from your podcast and from your your uh, your things that your your posts. So this is really amazing that people like you are like uh, also contributing in in teaching. Uh, and giving the people perspective that how to do that work. Uh, so I have many people who are coming and they have done the, the community college research diplomas without placement, some online courses, and uh, they are not, they don't know anything about the research. So we need the people who, who really can work uh, well for those trials, like they can bear the, you know, the time management things. You know that, that how it works in the trials. It's not something like the magic that you can learn from some uh, course or some uh, online thing. Right, right. No, no. It's very this, practical. Thank you. That's what we try to do. And 
apparently we need to keep doing more because yeah it's not enough like people are still out there struggling there's a new generations now and so i'm just getting started and we actually need more people like you and others like thank you for doing your mentoring out there and IMGs, it's a huge everybody go connect right now with Huma. Her LinkedIn is underneath right now. You need to go like if you're watching, just click and forget about the video. It's connect with her. <laughs> and then if you're listening, same thing. Click, connect, message. She's very approachable. And maybe you'll run into her at a investigator meeting and then say, hey, you yeah. know what? Sorry, in the podcast, <laughs> let's go. Uma, let's go. Yeah. Uma's a, pl- a, pleasure. a pleasure to be around and um Thank you so much no, for your like, time. Yeah, I saw that the you know the funny thing is that like uh, people know you from before. Yeah, like your youth videos, uh, the people were sending me. Oh, we know that dance for you. I said, okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go. That's good. We need more. We need more because not enough. It's yeah. Still, I get asked yeah. the same question. We still have people going to master's degree instead of going to sites. We still have people uh, trying to be CRA when they have no experience. It's just, it's very unlikely, guys, all these things. Yeah, true. I mean, I I come across with many CRAs uh, who are really relatively new in the field and they are giving really hard time. So they don't know the basics uh, of the trials. Uh, So I just tell them that you guys are not monitors. I mean, you're not auditors, you are monitors. So just... Mm do so it's like i feel like oh my job is like so much versatile i'm teaching sometimes the series do that oh no this this thing is not going to work for the site <laughs> this is not your hospital this is not the big you know tertiary care hospital where you go and this uh you just uh, run the things like that and the irb is different right the central irb i mean the local irb and you have to deal in with them differently so it's site is totally different, but site is the main thing, main area where you can start your job, where you can you can start your networking, where you can start your learning, and from there you can go on where you can you want to go. Like now with this uh, promotion and everything, I am privileged that I'm uh, getting connected with different CROs with sponsors. That's my work as well because I need to get more trials for those investigators who are coming on board, right? Amazing. So and some investigators they are like for example if a cardiologist and she's interested in doing one particular trial then I have to go with different CROs or sponsors yeah. to look for that trial mm-hmm. for that therapeutic area oh I need that trial can we get that so it's like three way working with different people at the same time mm-hmm. so networking uh is very very important and LinkedIn is very good you're a doctor okay You've learned research, you've learned the regulatory, you learned business development, you've learned recruitment, you've learned managing other people, you've learned networking with other physicians, you got all this stuff going on, mentoring, all from, like, that didn't happen, you're not born with those skills, you know, you develop no, it one by one no. by one. Yeah, I just, I learned uh, with the go, so... Mm-hmm. 
whatever is needed, whatever is coming on the way, you have to learn. And that's the beauty of the life that uh, you, you don't stop anywhere that, oh, I'm not any more doctor. So I just cry all, all day. I mean, the people are doing that, right? And yeah. I mean, at, at some point, honestly, I also do that. Oh, no, I have to be a dermatologist. So I, mm-hmm. why I'm not getting into that. So I'm just aligning my skills, just go back home, do some my derm clinics, come back doing online consultations, doing business aesthetic consultations. So just keeping my those things also alive together with what I can do now in this in these circumstances. So you, know you what, kind though? of align yourself. Something else and I know you gotta go and we'll everybody go connect with Yuma. But one other thing I wanted to mention and get your thoughts. You have to be open minded because when you come into this industry, you don't know I mean, you don't know anything really. Like, so mm-hmm. you think you might know, maybe even to watch my five hour video. But even that, the majority don't do that. But even those that do, what are you actually going to learn unless you do it? So you have to come with open mind. You might think, oh, I want to be CRA because you mm-hmm. hear about it's glamorous and you fly and you go to hotel. Yeah. <laughs> but then what happens if you work at a site and they tell you, no, no, like, we have this career for you, business development. You're going to be close-minded and say, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be CRA. Or you want to mm-hmm. try something different. If you don't like it, you can always go back to doing the other stuff. You know, and Ooh. it sounds like in your career, you tasted a lot of different things. So now you yeah. have a more refined palette for your future. Yeah, more adaptability is the key. And uh, that definitely takes you for, I mean, that's the developing the resilience in you, which the people want to see. Uh, the good employer definitely want to see the resilience, right? In, a, in, a, in an employee, in a good employee. Uh, I'm privileged resilience. to have good employers. <laughs> resilience is the key, yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> like, uh, we are the first site in Canada who started the DCT. I know it's very common in US, but in mm, Canada, we are the first one to start it. Uh, yeah, we are the first one to start, and I'm the first clinical research lead for DCT. You like so I'm that privileged stuff? for that. Uh, I honestly, I hate it. <laughs> i have a good meme today i'm gonna post on linkedin about this really uh looking yeah. forward to it actually <laughs> i i was so enthusiastic when i got this trial and i said oh i should be the lead because uh, no one has done in canada and um one u.s site is competitor for for that trial and one canadian other canadian site and we both haven't started that uh they haven't recruited any patient and i have three patients in a week and i have like through our digital campaign, we have the 185 leads for that DCT. So I was like thinking, okay, I just slowed down myself. I said, no, I don't want to recruit so many patients like, oh, and then it will be a trouble. Let me see how it goes first. So and there are so many things which you're learning, right? PI has nothing to do with these things. So I'm just telling the people who want to join the research, they have to be very proactive. They have to be a decision maker as well sometimes. It's not like, and then once you show that, oh, you can lead the things, you can do a lot of things. So, sorry. Well, no, no, but this is a great interview. I mean, we're going to have to do a part two. Maybe I run into you at another investigator meeting. Do you have any coming up? Let me know which one you do. Actually, the the SCRs, uh, the Society of Clinical Research of Sites, Mm -hmm. they invited me as a panelist uh, in Lisbon next week. 
Wow. Uh, implementation of DCT in, in perspective of European legislation, something like that. So they think <laughs> that I'm the very big thing in DCT. So they, they want Sounds to know exciting. my perspective. You should yeah, show them my exciting. meme. I'll post a meme uh, today. You should see. I hope that I can make it because I'm actually looking for the sponsor. So let's see if I can get that. Um, I don't know. You know, in terms of uh, this is a lot of things to work on. Here's like my I'm meme. On the... I don't know if you can see it. No, it's small. Yeah, and the thing you have to wait no. for LinkedIn. It's I'm gonna <laughs> post it later. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you gotta let me know when you're going. Your memes are always step. so good. I hope so. I mean, sometimes there are not, but it's okay. Um, so this is also something I want to say about about CRCs. I don't know about your yeah. side, but like uh, even other sides also, I see that CRCs are getting the this privilege to attend the IMs, the investigator mm -hmm. meetings, but I never see them proactively doing anything you know, connecting with the people because the main purpose of the IM is to network, to connect with the people, to tell right. them that what you are doing and what the other people are doing. So learning right. from each other is the main thing, sharing experiences. Right. Uh, so I'm so active in that. I really love that. This is my seventh oh, yeah. IM in the year. <laughs> I saw you at the thing. You came to me, you came to like a hundred other people and talking to everybody at the place. It was um really yeah, like, like you can tell why why you're successful you can tell why some people advance in their career and others don't um yeah. sometimes even mm -hmm. just from observing for an hour or two hours you True. know you can True. you can tell uh yeah i got like uh, one job offer from us from that i am the people just want me from to that come investigator meeting <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and what did you say uh, no, I cannot go at this point. But like, but it's like it's exciting, right? Like you got oh, straight okay, up, you like you something. got a job offer, like the PI or who, the site owner. Yeah, site owner. And they said, like, why don't you come to join us? So it's like so many amazing things can happen for you guys yeah. if you. Maybe just, it was my friend uh, Gabby Marinella. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a so it's a, this is my seventh actually i am in in a in a row in a year and my wow. boss is selling oh it seems that you are working here just to attend the ims i said okay yes maybe it is like that <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i still have to do my reimbursements for that i am uh, i've been lazy i have to do that today okay yeah you have to do it today. quickly yeah i'm probably yeah, not gonna I, do I just it. i upgraded I just my room my I bought a expensive dinner, so I know it's gonna be arguments when I send them the reimbursements. But uh, I'll I didn't do be. anything, but I just send them. And uh, I, I actually ate three burgers on the way back because I was so hungry. My flight was delayed, <laughs> and they were telling, "Are you the? Are you sure that you ate the three burgers?" I said, "No, I ate four actually. You I got didn't feel four burgers. Four <laughs> amazing. What are you carb loading?" <laughs> That's amazing. No, I was just kidding with them. Yeah. Ah, because okay. well, I, it was a weird question. Like, oh, did you eat the three burgers or someone? Was they coming? actually asked you that? Yeah. I said, it's like nonsense. I mean, what kind of ridiculous question you're asking me? So They're going to ask know. me about my steak dinner. That thing was like 300 bucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, for sure. You're not going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways. No, I'm I'm actually very impressed that you guys are doing this, the working on this SOS uh, conference. And Save I'm our sites. Excited. Are you coming? I know it's tough from Canada, but are you I coming? should come. I should come. Yes. Uh, yes. I should raise that to my CEO that we should get the sponsor for that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. These guys are, you know, how the sponsorship works and it's so difficult to get in. What do you mean? The, so, just come for, just come just come as an attendee 
Yeah, yeah, but we need the sponsor to uh, the sponsor for traveling and every stuff, right? Ah, I the see. stay. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Travel and stay. So. Yeah. That's unless that you want me a speaker there, unless you want me a speaker there, and you can do something. Panelist. <laughs> Let me see. Panelist. Let me ask the team because yeah. I actually have a call with the team later today. Um, if anyone dropped yeah, out, then we might. But uh, yeah, because you can, you're versatile. You can do a lot of panel. <laughs> That's the thing with you. <laughs> See, you're not specialized. It's whatever. I'm not specialized. Probably yeah, talking about all of the stuff. So, all right, Uma, we'll definitely do it. Everybody, yeah. go connect with her and, right and now. And in terms of the budget as well, like uh, there's the one. There are so many things to discuss oh in the gosh. trials. Definitely, you can do every panel yeah. in that case. Yeah, the budgeting. How to how to run that i mean i i'm learning from the people right it's not like my my inborn skills no yeah, i yeah. i'm a privilege to have very good team with me uh my budget coordinator rodney but he's the amazing guy and i learned these things from him my pi is amazing super amazing uh mm. the team the other team with them working even the crcs like if they're working with me i'm learning from them every day so yeah. it's like if it's your learning attitude who makes you, you know, different, uh, yeah, with, um, yeah. So it's like, like some, some very small CRC, they come, they're new and they teach you someday something which you never knew, right. You never know before. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's everyday learning process. Then. And I'm, I'm thankful to you that you're giving me this opportunity to learn from your podcast and from your posts as well very good memes well likewise <laughs> likewise and uh, i'm sure a lot of people are going to connect with you especially our canadian brothers and sisters from guru nation that's going to connect with you and um sure need that mentorship and a lot of imgs a lot so connect with uma right now on linkedin thank you so much uma like subscribe thank you so much dan for having me thank you so much for giving this opportunity i can talk for hours so i know the time is short but we have we'll do <laughs> we a can catch two. up later we'll do a part two yeah part two three four anything all of them maybe <laughs> sos panel too like subscribe comment share guys bye bye